Welcome to the podcast called Tell the World. I'm your host, Ota. I hope you're having a blessed Monday. We're still on quarantine for some states, so we're still trying to get through this this virus until they find a cure. And I think that's going to be a lot longer because anytime they um, come up with a... um, a test run on um, heartburn medicine. Uh, this was somewhere in China. They uh, discovered that heartburn medicine helped save some of the patients off in China, which is weird. It's still a test because uh, they're still testing it and they're uh, trying to figure out some of the side effects. But they're saying that uh, some heartburn medicine out there um, actually uh, helped uh, people get through their uh, coronavirus. It um, helped them, you know, beat it. So we'll see what comes up with that. Um, lately, they've been saying that uh, Kim Jong is missing. No one knows where he's at. Uh, the last thing they uh, heard of Kim Jong that he was having heart surgery, open heart surgery. So, you know, he had picked up a lot of weight and um, he had heart surgery. So. They're not sure if he's dead or alive. You know, this is not the first time that uh, Kim Jong has been missing. Last year he was missing. He was just fine. He pops up. So I'm pretty sure he's still alive. He's not dead. We just have to just, you know, wait on his terms when he wants to show up. But don't be surprised. They may be hiding him to keep him away from this, this virus scare right now. And definitely for sure he doesn't need to be uh, catching no no uh, no virus or no type of flu you know especially after having a uh, heart surgery so don't be surprised they just got him isolated they got him hidden protected so he can just heal himself up so uh, recover from heart surgery is just not something you can just jump out of and just you know be back in front of a camera so like I said he's True time he's been missing. He didn't show up for about a month. No one saw him. So he pops up out of nowhere. Trust me, Kim is alive. He's he's not leaving that, that soon. He's a young man. He's he's not going anywhere. Good health or bad health. He's still around. Um, so Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, and parts of Georgia is opening up some of their... Um, their salons, uh, uh, they're opening up some restaurants. They're trying to just open up a couple of businesses there uh, to get the economy going. And a lot of people in parts of Georgia is not happy about it because it's just too soon. I think it's too soon because we don't know actually what this is right now. You know, I keep saying that uh, I see the numbers, but I'm just not the death toll numbers, but I'm just not sure about those numbers. But at the same time, you know, it's so confusing because this virus is similar to the flu. I know it's, it's worse than the flu, but it's similar to the flu. So it's just the numbers are just kind of weird to me. But at the same time, uh, opening up businesses right now is just not a good thing to do right now until we all figure out what, what's going on because it's, it's, it's just not safe to do this now. Some beaches in California have opened up. Um, Orange County, I believe Ventura, I believe Newport Beach. 
their uh, beaches have opened up. And uh, they were still saying that some people weren't doing their social uh, distancing from each other. But what do you expect? People have been locked up inside their homes. And California, people love the beach. If they love anything, they love the beach. Their dogs love the beach. The kids love the beach. People love the beach. And I know uh, it's not good for people to mingle with each other. But, you know, at the same time, they've been locked locked in. And like I said, we don't know what this, this virus actually is. Um, it, it, it's similar to a, a common flu. But at the same time, for someone who has a weaker immune system and someone who has uh, uh, health issues, it's deadly for them. And the chances of surviving is a struggle. So uh, the breathing uh, gets decreased where they, they, they can't breathe and they have to be uh, hooked up to these ventilators. So it's, 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 it's just difficult for some people to handle any, any virus or any flu or pneumonia, period. But for some reason, this virus here takes them out quick, quicker. I mean, it just shows no mercy. We'll skip over what Trump said, uh, use uh, disinfectants uh, to uh, cure ourselves of this virus. No disinfectant would actually work for anybody. Who would use these types of uh, chemicals in their body? That disinfectant is just for what it is. It's for cleaning the surfaces of counters and cleaning uh, uh, bathrooms and um, just cleaning just anywhere where lots of people mingle and, you know, handprints and everything are, are there, germs. So that's just, that's what it's used for. So Donald Trump, we're not going to swallow this disinfectant. It's just not going to work for us. Who's going to do that? No one's going to do that. And as a president, you shouldn't say that because some people may jump to doing this. It's just not a good thing to do. It's just a harsh thing to say to people. It's deadly. It's more deadlier to drink that than catching the virus. I'd rather catch the virus than use some type of disinfectant in my system based on trusting my president's word. I like Trump, but I like Trump for the humor. I don't like him for his politics, but only for his humor. Um, but when it comes to uh, putting people's lives in jeopardy and telling them to uh, drink bleach or any type of disinfectant, it's just harsh. It's disrespectful to the whole country, to the nation, to everyone. Um, but Atlanta wants to open up, and a lot of people are not agreeing to this. I think it's just still uh, uh, not responsible enough to open, you know, places up. Movie theaters, by Friday, movie theaters will be opening in uh, parts of Georgia as well as Houston is doing some, uh, trying to get some small businesses opened up, including movie theaters. Uh, the mingling and people traveling in and out is just, it's just too soon. And you would hope that uh, nobody's sick because the cases are higher than the death. So if someone's carrying this virus and it's not as bad on them as it is on an elderly person, traveling out there with a mild flu symptoms or a virus is deadly to someone catching it 
and uh, they're bringing it home to their families. So you would hope that these governors that's making these decisions would be the right decision, but I don't think it's the right decision. Case point, look at the, uh, the mayor in Las Vegas. She wants to open up the casinos, the hotels. Now, these are the worst places to open up because you get people coming in, thousands of people. And to say open these casinos and motels, that's suicide. Because you got people traveling in town, traveling out of town. So that's not going to work. And thank God for the governor of Las Vegas. He uh, spoke on it and he said he's not going to allow anything to be open there. Because I don't even understand some of these leaders. These mayors and some of these governors are, are, are just making bad decisions. But I understand we're pushed against the wall when it comes to uh, uh, getting the economy back running. We all are pushed against the wall. But opening up businesses right now could be just something dangerous. Even though our summer is starting to get warm in certain states, it's still not good. When I was growing up, I never heard of a common cold in the summertime. I never heard of catching the flu in the summertime. So this is all new to me, uh, understanding how viruses and flu survives. So uh, opening up motels and casinos is just not a good thing. Because if a virus can survive during the summer, you're catching a cold during the summer. I'm talking about just a common cold. You're talking about sinuses, you're talking about allergies, and you're talking about a common cold. There's just a big difference. That can actually spread, and people can get infected. And so leaving Las Vegas, getting back on the plane, going back to your home state, it's all deadly because that will elevate all this back up. More cases, more deaths. So these leaders that we got right now, I don't know what they're smoking. I hate to say that, but to open up casinos and motels? See, a lot of money is locked in to Las Vegas right now. People have hotels rented out, and I don't think uh, these motels want to give up that money. You know, they, they either want to do vouchers or they just want to wait this out. Because they're not going to give that money back to the people because it'll hit them even harder. And so the mayor wants to hurry up and open these, these motels up. It's a bad idea. Even if it means the workers need the money, they need the work. Your health is more important than uh, a job right now. Because right now we don't know what this is. We have no idea what this is. And so we all have to wait this out. Some essential jobs are still open, and even that's taking a chance because these people that are going to work every day, that are working uh, essential jobs, they're taking a risk because everybody lives different lives when we leave work. We mingle. We're with our families. We're outside. We're going to the grocery stores. So these essential workers are taking uh, their lives as well as the workers' lives coming back to work at risk. It's all a risk. And it's, it's only fair that our governor, it's only fair that our president, it's only fair that 
the Democrats, the Republicans, fund the people. Put the funds up, keep helping them because they need it. They really need it. It's a big risk. We're taking a chance. And we, 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 we can't allow more people to die like this. How it got into the country and how it's spreading so fast. You know, they, they blame Trump and says that he, he knew about this during January. And this could have been at a halt where they could have just closed some border parts of the country, you know, where this couldn't have really get out of, out of control. But it's here now. It's actually all over the world. People love to travel. And sometimes you just, you just know how, you don't know how these outbreaks occur. But the country, all countries, all states do get these, these warnings. Our president did get this warning. He may say he didn't, he may not have took it serious, but we had the warning. And unfortunately, everything is here. But right now, I think we should wait it all out still. I think longer. Because as some of these, these uh, scientists would say, the virus determines the time. And right now, it's just not time. It's just a... Um, a case of more people getting sick and more people dying. It's just what it is. I mean, this virus is even causing strokes to people. Uh, it's just out there. If you have any any health issues with high blood pressure and uh, diabetes, it's just your body may not be able to fight this this, this virus. It attacks the immune system. It attacks... There was a case where, uh, I believe this was in uh, Britain, where um, a young man and his uh, sister, uh, uh, grandfather, he was 97 years old. And uh, I believe he was uh, diagnosed with the virus. And he was healthy, but he, he caught the virus. And he was hooked up to a, a ventilator. Uh, uh, by the few days later to a week, they... They said that he was okay, his vitals looked good, everything was great for him. But um, within probably a few more days, they had called the, the relative to say that uh, one of them needed to come or just call, not come, but call and put, uh, say their last uh, words to their, their, their grandfather. And it was like, wait a minute, you just told me my grandfather's vitals were good. So what's going on with them now? And why are you giving them morphine? There's cases where people uh, are dying quick and fast. So are some of these people getting morphine now where it's just killing them quicker? Is that part of the death toll? That the, that the morphine, they're being given morphine that kills them? It's a lot of stuff going on with this virus. It's so much confusion out here with this virus. It's hard to believe anything anybody says about this virus. I did get one case today where um, an 89-year-old uh, uh, woman who caught the virus, she beat it, she kicked its ass, and um, she's better. Uh, she's been transported from uh, one nursing facility to a, a, another one, but 
she's better. It took her about two weeks to beat this virus. And she was up in age. I believe she was 88. And her birthday is next week, so she'll be 89. So it's all a risk. Your chances of surviving, it, it just depends on your immune system. And I believe it depends on the will within yourself to fight this and beat this, uh, this virus. It's not easy. They have no cure. And people are trying to fight to survive. People are wearing masks to protect themselves, to protect their loved ones. So um, opening up businesses and beaches is just a bad idea. I know we don't supposed to, you know, go into the summer still to be dealing with this virus, but what choices do we have? I mean, do we trust our leaders? Do we take this virus serious? Because it's just so much confusion here about it. And the, the, the government is giving all this money out. You know, it's like, are you giving the money out because of a, a mistake that was made? Is there a mistake made that uh, this virus got over here and it shouldn't have been over here? Is that why people are getting the money? It's just a lot of things out there that just doesn't seem seem right. So, I mean, hope hopefully, you know, because you got all of these uh, different uh, companies that are are trying to come up with a uh, a vac vaccine, and um, it's going to take a while, guys. It's just going to take a while. You know, you would think that it would be easy, but it's not. But that raises a, a good point right there. If they knew about this virus, and even, even if it wasn't at the peak that it is right now, which is stronger, why didn't they just work on the mild coronavirus that they could have just made a vaccine for? Like, why couldn't they prepare for this a long time ago when it was being mild. What kind of virus is this? You know, you blame it on China, blame bats, blame whatever, but don't you think they should have came up with a, a vaccination maybe uh, around 2015 when Bill Gates was uh, talking about it? Like, they could have done this. I mean, this would have saved a lot of lives. You got Russia right now, and the people over there, they want to work. They're not working. They're not getting any money from, 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 from their government over there. And the people are on the streets, and they got policemen out there that are fighting the people to make them go back home. You're stuck in the house, and you have no money, and you may not have no food. What do you do? You're being pushed against the, the wall to just, what, stay at home? and die, how do these people survive? I mean, there's a lot of information out there with these countries of how they're doing their people. United States just happened to just to be the best country in the world where our government is trying to help the people. So, you know, prayers to all the, the countries and to people who have died, you know, the loved ones, who probably couldn't even see their husband, their wife, their daughter, or their grandma, and their grandfather, you know. It's just, it's just, this is just a horrible situation right now. Uh, today is warm today, and um, 
I'm outside, you know, without a mask on. So, you know, I, I never feel anything when I'm outside my yard. So I can do without the mask. Only wear the mask when I go around people. So that's the problem. Uh, people being around each other is the problem. So that's how this virus is, is actually traveling. So, you know, hopefully they come up with this, this vac- vaccine. And if they do come up with a vaccine, will this be something new that we all have to take to keep from uh, getting this virus? Because this is a big scare. This coronavirus is a big scare because who wants to get this? That regular flu shot, people wasn't getting. But will this be something different that everybody would have to take it now to keep from getting this? It spreads faster than the flu, they say. The death toll is there. Like I say, I'm eerie about them them numbers. Because there's a lot of uh, rumors going on out there about these numbers. You know, we don't want to run with the, the rumors. And I don't, I don't want that to be uh, 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 being said in a, in a way where I don't want to um, uh, give out mis- misled information. But, you know, when it comes to thinkers, we throw it all out there because we're trying to figure it out. And you only figure out things that don't make sense. And those are the hardest things that, that takes the longer to figure out. I mean, the question mark is there because there's a lot of questions that need to be answered because this doesn't make sense. Because the big question mark is this virus itself has traveled all over the planet. So how did this happen? That's the question. How could any leader, any nation, all their leaders not be prepared for this. So if Trump didn't take it serious, why didn't Russia take it serious? And if Russia didn't take it serious, why didn't Italy take it serious? It's all out there. It's a big question mark. So the smart one that would be uh, hiding out would be Kim Jong. Surgery or not surgery. That's a big risk for them to have him uh, uh, coming out of surgery and, and, and catching this virus. So hiding him would be the best thing until he heals. Because like I said, he's been missing a few times for months. And then he appears. Even though United States can say that he may be on this train because they do the Google map thing and he kind of figured this is his stop, his train, and this is where he could be at. We don't know where he's at. He could be underground, the best place to hide. But like I said, they're not going to allow him to get sick. He's not dead. It would be a big waste of time for them to hide his death, knowing that eventually, you know, they got to uh, tell that he, he passed away. So right now, I believe they're just protecting him from this virus. Beggars can't be choosing when it comes to getting this virus. So we just have to look out for it. I just look at this virus right here as a double dose of the of the flu. When I moved from Wisconsin and I moved to Texas, um, I started hearing about double pneumonia. And I never heard of do- double pneumonia until I moved to Texas. Uh, Wisconsin was just, I just known, just known the regular pneumonia. 
I didn't know they had a double pneumonia. So like I said, a double pneumonia, does that mean both lungs? I'm not sure. I researched that one, but, you know, different states carry different um, uh, 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 allergies and and uh, uh, fevers, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Because when I looked in some of their stores, I noticed that uh, in Texas that they had a lot of congestion uh, med, meds and uh, uh, over-the-counter medicine, too, uh, which was labeled as uh, congestion medicine. So I'm assuming that the hay fevers and uh, allergies is out there. But uh, double pneumonia, come on. That's, that's serious. So this virus is almost similar to the uh, regular flu. It's just stronger. And someone needs to figure out how did this happen. Because this is unreal that it spread it this fast. It spread it this fast all over. So we just have to, you know, wait wait on some answers. You know, because for this to uh, have people to lose loved ones, this is very tragic. And, you know, I don't see uh, America as, as a whole in this, but imagine some of the family members that have lost... Um, your relatives for this. How do you stay humble? How do you not be angry about this? Such a loss for something that um, every nation leader could have came together to stop this pandemic. It, it just didn't have to be this way, you know. So what lesson do we learn from this? How do we prepare ourselves for this? Because next time we have to be better prepared for this because no one had no idea about, you know, this pandemic coming out like this. It's been so long, 1918, 1917. Doesn't matter. I mean, we should have been prepared, better prepared, especially in the United States. So, I mean, think about all the um, the companies that are making money off of this. I mean, you're talking about paper towel. You're talking about tissue. You're talking about hand sanitizer. You're talking about uh, disinfectant uh, wipes. Can you imagine the people that are making money off of this right now? Certain companies are making money off of this. Yeah, they got companies that used to make alcohol, and they um, got the recipe to make a disinfectant now to relieve themselves from making alcohol. It's all selling regardless. So imagine... Some of the companies, not many, are making tons of money off of this. The demand of all of this. Some of the barbershops um, that are uh, in Atlanta slash salons, they don't, some of them can't open because they don't have enough um, uh, paper towel. They don't, have a, they don't have enough gloves. They don't even have uh, an apron that would actually protect themselves from their clients as well as face gear, you know. Can you imagine how odd that looks? You're coming into a salon to get your hair done, and you got to put on a mask, you got to put on, 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 on facial gear to uh, take care of that, that customer. It's just just off balance. It just doesn't even look right. I say just wait all of this out and just just suffer later. I mean, is it fair for that company to lose their business? No, because they should put all this on, on hold. The banks should put all this on hold. The banks 
should just uh, get rid of that debt, that the money that they think they should receive monthly for some of these small businesses. They should just throw that out so people can look more at their, their lives. That's more important. That's what they should do. But, you know, money, money, money. And people got to have it. Beggars can't be choosers. Now, in Atlanta, um, some of the urban communities, they don't, you know, they don't agree to it. So, uh, blessings to them because they're not uh, coming out there to, um, you know, try to get out there and be at risk and bring it home. Chicago, um, um, this weekend had a... um, uh, people had uh, maybe house parties that they have in Chicago, you know, basement parties. And um, people were not doing their social uh, distancing from each other. And um, and it's, it's just still bad that, you know, some of the people don't take it serious, you know. But when you're young, you know, you don't look at it that way. So can I blame them? No. Is it a big risk? Yes, because... You can bring it home to your, your mom. You can bring it home to your siblings. So, yay and nay, I understand that both ways. But we have to be, you know, more responsible with our, our health, with our lives, and be responsible for other folks. But um, how long can people stay in the house? How long can they stay in the home? How long can this keep going on? So it's 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 just up there. The virus determines the timeline when all this ends. Trump and them says that it'll be back fall. It'll be back for the winter. Definitely for the fall. There's no cure for this. And the only thing I can suggest, because I'm doing it myself, I've been working on keeping my immune system built up. That's the best thing you can do to at least deal with a, a mouth flu than deal with something that's going to, you know, enter in your body and become uh, a virus where you you can't beat it. So just try to keep your immune system built. Um, uh, I'm not African uh, eating the things that you should be eating to keep your immune system built, but in this case right here, guys, we're going to have to change some things up because it is based on your health. Because um, if your immune system is weak and your immune system is carrying a lot of mucus and you're overweight, chances are you get this flu or this virus, you're going to be really sick. And it's just not worth uh, putting yourself through it. I think that we're getting to the point now where we're starting to understand our health. Uh, For some of us, you know, what we're eating, what we're drinking, Because who would have known that a virus like this coronavirus was killing people based on um, their immune system, based on their their eating habits, uh, what they're putting in their bodies that can actually uh, make it more difficult to fight off infections, you know, to fight off a virus. So we just have to change some things up. The world is changing, and parts of the world is changing. It's just not being good, you know. We got smog, our air is polluted. We just got a lot of things going on in the world that has been abused. And 
this planet has really been abused. I mean, not a care in the world to think about some of the things that has been done to the planet. The soil has been uh, calcified where it's, it's hard to grow anything. You used to put your seeds in the ground and grow it, and your flower would grow. And when the fall time comes, it dies, but it blossoms back up during the, uh, the springtime. And so everything is, everything is practically artificial. Everything's practically artificial. And some of those labels that's carrying the ingredients may not have all the ingredients. And some of these things that we're putting in our bodies just may not be safe. We're chasing and we're searching for what's best for us. And sometimes what's best for us may, may be bad for us. So the world is kind of messed up right now because how can we trust anyone that feeds us? Like right now, the Tyson Foods, a lot of their plants been shut down because majority of their workers are sick from this coronavirus. So, you know, we're in a situation right now where um, the way America's being fed is not safe. Nothing's safe. So we just have to just, you know, go back to our basics. And this is something that should, should happen for us all. You know, uh, I, I remember you would have an, an ROTC program. I remember in high school they would teach you how to sew, teach you how to uh, work on cars. You know, we need to have teaching back with growing food. There's a lot of uh, uh, states that are doing it. North Carolina is big on uh, growing food and uh, uh, growing it the natural way. So we need to teach that more to each other because this pandemic here is just just putting people in bad positions. You know, I know how to plant. I know how to garden. I know how to do all of this because I was taught at a young age. But for a lot of people, it's not. So any knowledge I got, I'm going to just feed it to many as people as I can, if I can reach them. We're going to have to learn to do some things on our own because the people that we're trusting, it's a big risk. It's a big risk. Because how do we survive? How do we survive? How do we depend that if we can go into the store and buy sanitizer and that it, the store runs out of supplies? We should be teaching ourselves how to make our own sanitizer, just in case. This is a big lesson, a lesson for us all. We should learn how to make our own sanitizer because right now, a lot of people don't have it. Traveling from Los Angeles to Texas, Los Angeles ran out a lot of uh, hand sanitizer. But when I got to Texas, they had plenty of hand sanitizer. So we need to learn how to do this on our own. Because we may be without things and we may not be able to get these things. It's, 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 it's that much trouble. And it's, it's just, a, it's, it sucks to even try to uh, live like this where we're depending too much on our government to do the right thing. We got to start going back to trusting ourselves, teaching ourselves. We have to teach each other. There's a lot of bloggers out there. There's a lot of uh, podcasters out there that teach these things. So, you know, don't sometimes, you know, listen to some of these podcasts because they give out really good information. You know, and we need to be coming together and trusting each other. People, 
real people need to trust each other so we can teach these people out here that may not know enough about what they need to learn on their own because we can't always depend on someone to teach us things. So we got to get out here and try to learn these things. Food for thought, we need to. Because you never know when it gets to this point, you know, where what if they can't produce any more meat because the Tyson plants all have to shut down? What are you going to do then? What are we going to do then? What are you going to do? This is the more reason we have to learn how to uh, uh, grow our own food, just in case. Just in case. It's a beautiful thing when you can touch that soil, dig in there, and go to the, the coldness, the softness, the richness of the soil. Drop your seed off in there. A little fertilizer, cover it up. Add a little water. And watch it grow. It's the most beautiful thing you can see on the planet. It's to see life grows in front of you. It is. It really is. And we need to get back to that. Because at this point right here, I mean, the world is at a, at a standstill. And we're, some of us are dependent on our governor or our, our government to make the right decisions. But these leaders and some of these governors right now, they're not making great decisions. They're just not. Staying at home is okay, but for how long? For how long? Some stores may not be dealing with a pandemic where you go to a grocery store and you don't find all your essential items that you need. Because people are thinking the same thing that you're thinking. You know, you need paper towel, you need tissue, you need wipes, you need these things. You really need it. Imagine the, the infant babies right now. Could it be that those wipes are being taken? They may not be a disinfective, but people will just use them because they just need them. So not only we're getting shortage of that, but could infant babies be getting shortage of those items? There's a lot of things that we just... We just, we just didn't prepare for it. We didn't know this. I didn't know this. Some of the things I didn't know, some of the things I was aware, but for this to hit us so fast and spread all over the world like this, it's very hard, guys. It's very hard. But we got to get over that, and we got to keep living, and we got to stay strong. And some of these things right now, we're just going to have to deal with and so if you have a family and you're in that, that house or that home or that apartment, wherever you live at, work together as a team, make best, make way. Because right now, we only have each other to depend on. And that's more important. Our families, our loved ones. So any pity beef, put that shit to the side and work and survive right now until we, we get over the hump of this. We're just going to have to uh, depend on ourselves. The government can give us money all day, but I don't think that uh, can really solve everything because it's never enough money. We are human beings, and most of us humans are never satisfied. 
because sometimes the money is just not what we actually need. Sometimes it, it just spoils us, make us become ugly. And sometimes it makes us dependent on that person that's giving it to us. So we just have to just, you know, learn on our own. And there's a lot of people that lived in the era I lived in. And they, they teach the things that I'm saying right now, as in um, learning to go back to these uh, basic things that we did on our own. Just learn how to do these essential things for yourself. Because right now, we're depending on them. It's not always good. Sometimes it's a disappointment. And sometimes it's a long wait. Keep your immune system built. Uh, try your best to eat healthy. Um, that's the best advice I can get. Eat healthy. Build your immune system up. And... Um, Advocate it to others around you because, you know, we got a lot of people that look up to us. And, you know, we, we want to give them the right information. So uh, it doesn't be so hard to, uh, uh, to get through things like this. That concludes the podcast called Tell the World. You guys have a blessed Monday evening. And hey, uh, if you like my podcast, uh, please subscribe to it. Um, I'm on Apple. I'm on uh, the iTunes. And I'm also on Google, Google Play. You can find my podcast on there called Tell the World. And you guys have a blessed evening. Thank you.